0: Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. Your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett.
1: Welcome everyone to episode number 4 of the MTB Tribe podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today, and I thank you very much for being here. Now, if you're new to the show, the MTB Tribe podcast is the show that takes you inside the sport of mountain biking, picks the brains of industry leaders, finding out what makes them tick. We will bring you information on everything from gear to diet to trails and everything in between. And also, um, I want to get you involved. So we will be doing episodes called Why I Ride. And that's just local riders and uh, figuring out why they ride, what interests them in mountain biking, what trails they love to ride. So please get in touch and get involved. Um, you can find us at mtb-tribe.com. You can download us on iTunes. Please rate the show. Please leave us a nice rating, a good rating. That always helps. Um, so that would be brilliant. But please get involved. Let your voice be heard. Um, so on to today's show. We've got a very, very good guest. I'm very excited about this because, realistically, We have these great trails around Northern Ireland, but do we really know how they get funded or who actually builds them and who decides where they get built? Well, today's guest will tell us all that information. We will be speaking to Ethan Lockery from mountainbikeni.com and we'll be chatting to him about how the whole process works about the trails um, including stuff like environmental costs, um, if local riders get involved in the decision of the trails and what size of a team is required to build the trails, how long do these trails take to get made all that kind of information so we'll be talking about costing as well, how much the trails cost so let's get On to today's show, let's speak to Ethan from Mountain Bike, Northern Ireland and get the lowdown on why we have so many good trails and don't pay a penny for them. Hi Ethan, how are you doing?
0: I'm not too bad, Gareth. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Thank you very much and welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be on it. I'm excited. And I mainly wanted to bring you on because I'm relatively new to mountain biking. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people out there are too, and we want to understand what mountain bike Northern Ireland really does. But I think before we talk about that, if we go into the background a wee bit of things, and so you're employed by Outdoor Recreation NI, is that correct?
0: Yes, Outdoor Recreation Northern Ireland, um, Orney for short. Uh, if it's right, <laughs> probably <laughs> it'll so save good. us a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never remember that. <laughs> Yeah, so I am, I'm employed as a digital and marketing officer for Outdoor Recreation Northern Ireland, um, and I basically oversee the promotion of the official mountain bike trails uh, here. Um, outdoor Recreation Northern Ireland, or Orney. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot myself already, uh, is a not-for-profit organization that um, is sort of tasked with developing, managing, and promoting uh, outdoor recreation in Northern Ireland. Uh, so that'll cover, that's for... Um, activity tourists it's for Mm. the local population and uh, in terms of uh, what we develop it'll be walking trails mountain bike trails obviously canoe trails um and then we obviously promote that via our different websites um like mountain bike ni uh walk ni outdoor ni and provides people a sort of uh, an easy access to to find out information about the things that we have developed um We have 150 volunteers that help us audit uh, all the different trails and stuff that we develop, um, which is a big number uh, when you think about – it means guys going out in the canoes, guys going out in the bikes, guys walking mountains, uh, and just feeding back to us what needs – Um, checked in that there Um, and then we also uh, look after the Giants Causeway Coast Sportive which is in its 7th year and uh, we're hoping for about 1600 participants in it this year
1: So you're a busy crew. Busy
0: crews, right. So
1: how many would work here in your office, roughly? What kind of size of crew do you have here?
0: We're we're actually, people are surprised, we're pretty small. Um, So we've about 17 in total, and that's split between the marketing team uh, and the development team, and then we've got our admin and um, chief executive as well. So it's a fairly small crew in terms of the the, the range of things that we do.
1: Uh, It certainly is, because when I was on the the Outdoor Recreation NI website... I was really surprised about how much is actually did cover, Mm -hmm. you know, from canoe trails, et cetera, et cetera. It was amazing. So, um, well done for such a small (laughs) team. That's good going. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. You know, and, um, yeah, it's surprising. I, I just think it's really surprising that, um, you know, there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't really know about and the, the amount of effort, a lot of these things take. So that, that's really good. Um, so looking at it from the mountain bike side of things, then, um, how long has outdoor recreation kind of been involved in that scene, or when was that decision made to to kind of look at mountain bike trails as part of your your activities? Uh,
0: very early on, actually, um, in two thousand and two, Orney, back then it was known as Can, but um, published a report uh, called the Strategic Plan for Off Road Cycling. Um, now, if you think that's fifteen years ago, and at that point there were no no official mountain bike trails, there was nothing really. And at that point, Orney was recommending family trails, uh, cross country trails, and downhill trails. Um, and uh, from that report, then we went on to develop uh, family road, family off road cycling trails at Castle Arstil, uh, Gosford, and Craigavon. Um, again, all in the early two thousands. So mm-hmm. um, it's 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 a bit of a, a point of pride for Orney that um, so early on in the game, and so much before we. Um, we're lucky enough to have all the, the mountain bike trails open. and um, we were sort of looking at that there and uh, trying to trying to bring mountain biking into Northern Ireland mm-hmm. as a as a popular sort of medium.
1: Yeah. And would those trails have been something like we see today? Would they have been anything like that or the the
0: ones the way up in Gosford and yeah. Craigavon that no they would have been and they still are they're all still open actually yeah. they would be um, sort of family trails so they'd be okay. off road and but they they certainly wouldn't be a, a red trail you'd sort of be looking probably green maybe a wee bit of blue in right. parts um, but yeah they they're designed for families and just to get people on their bikes off road again yeah. it all comes back to getting active and outdoors mm-hmm. and and enjoying yourself
1: very good yeah now so most people would probably. No use as or certainly when I came to f- to find out about you, it was uh, mountainbike dot com. Mm-hmm. So when did that site kind of take on a life as, of its own? Has that been going for quite a while, or is that a relatively new? Um, so the
0: website opened or launched, I should say, in two thousand and twelve, and it w- it was at that point that um, a lot of the construction and the design work had advanced to a significant enough point that we realized um we needed a sort of one-stop shop for people to find out um and to to bring people together to that were interested in mountain biking so Mm -hmm. yeah as i say it opened in 2012 and that was really to give people updates on how the trails were coming along and because at that stage it was it was just crazy busy by all accounts it was mental in terms of um you had nothing for so long and then we'd we had uh three fantastic trail centers coming out of more actually um, coming within the space of a very short time so it was there to give people an idea of how far the trail development had advanced yes. and when they would be opening and obviously um, just to give people information about what was going to be on the trails as well yeah. um, and Mountain Bike NI obviously is just it suited as a consumer brand for ornate. It's, it's an easy uh, thing for people to remember for people to find in Google, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, certainly when I came into it, it, was a great um source of information for me, you know, just knowing where the courses were, even as far as the trail maps on the courses and stuff. So, who designs all that for you? Is, is it used guys that, out, that do all that planning um, and on so in terms
0: of how the trails are actually yeah, brought to fruition? Maps, yeah. yeah, so. It it's a it's a long process, um, and the very first step um, is the part that took the longest, and that is getting land rights, um, and that so that there process did take years and a lot of hard
1: work. So so how do you let's break it down a wee bit more? Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you guys actually think? Okay, let's look at this site, or let's look here and see if we can develop this into a mountain bike trail. Mm-hmm. How do you go about that? You know, do you, do you look at a forest area and go right? Well we can make good trails in there or what, what way do you actually go, go yeah. about that decision? So the very
0: first um, thing would be our development team is obviously um, behind the designing of the trails. And the very first thing I'll do is like an initial scoping and that'll be the very fundamental basics of uh, will a mountain bike trail work here? Like is the land suitable? Like, is it too high? Is it the, 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 the ground like, solid like is mm-hmm. the ground suitable for it and um, there's a whole range of things they'll have to consider there and um, they might come back and say no war in the case of obviously Harbor, Castlewell and places like that and they come back and say yes it's suitable for, for building um, trails here then uh, from there uh, we agree a frame of reference and that's a fancy way of saying uh, an agreement with um the project manager and the project manager will nearly always be in the past has been the council um so we'll that's just the case of us saying we would like to do this and the council saying we would like to do this and the frame of reference is, is both parties making sure we know what we want so the council don't come away thinking we're building five kilometers of blue trails and we end up building 30 kilometers of red trails okay um then it's just a case of getting money, um, and we use that money to have public consultations with with mountain bikers, with people that live in the area, with everyone that it will affect. Um, we, we'll scope out the environmental impacts and, and what needs to be done around that, um, and uh, then that's followed by a very detailed design, which will be the nitty gritty, um, so the corners and designing the actual trails themselves, um, and yeah after this then it's a trail management plan and sort of how, how it's going to be presented in mm-hmm. the future which yeah. is a mouthful <laughs> yeah um
1: so there's a lot of steps mm-hmm. there's a, definitely a long process to go through there yeah um as far as the mountain bikers that let, let's take garva for example mm-hmm. which has been there for a long time but is very much maintained by a handful of guys around that area mm-hmm. um so, if you were thinking, of, say, developing somewhere like that, would you speak to those guys first, or would you get their input? Like, how much input would you get from the local mountain bikers? Yeah, there? Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'd be it'd be crazy, and to to uh, on a very simple level, the guys know the ground and they know what works, and um, they're on their bikes there all the time. So there'll always be a close consultation with um, with mountain bikers in the area, and it's an important point to ingratiate ourselves with the mountain bikers and um it just makes everyone everybody's lives that wee bit easier so yeah um for example so with garva and um, at the minute we have uh 12 kilometers of red and blue trails designed and that that's all sitting ready to go and that would have come about from consultations with mountain bikers mm-hmm. in in the area where and um, we'll have public meetings and their feedback will be brought on and they'll they'll hear where we're coming from um and again just using garva as the example that that's all sitting ready to go and it's just the case of waiting for um funding um to yeah. to get the to get the shovels in the ground
1: okay yeah yeah so that's that's really good and then i suppose environmentally you would look at that whole scenario Separately as well, is that is it your team that does that, or is that another team that comes yeah. in to look at that process? Or
0: no, so our development team will look uh, very closely at the environmental impacts, and that obviously includes um, natural habitats and maybe protected species and things like that. There, but it also we cover sort of the longer term um, things like: is it sustainable? Is it going to affect other people, so are there walkers or horse riders, and um, that maybe use these trails as well? Um, so environmental impacts yes is very much a case of making sure the environment is protected but it also looks at the wider issues of who else is using this environment and um, are we going to be able to look after it properly uh, with, without uh, too many complications down the line.
1: Mm-hmm. You said earlier there was a team of 17 here and I would really really be surprised if 17 <laughs> of you are doing all that work. Mm-hmm. So where do you pull the other bodies from? Like, What, what size of team does it take to get that process yes in, f- in full swing
0: and um, as you say 17 people it's not enough to build uh 30 kilometers of mountain bike trails so we will approach a project manager who then recruits a design and build team uh, which includes a trail designer and contractor so uh, it sounds very fancy and um, essentially the trail designer will be someone uh, who is used to building trails, and they oversee um, a local contractor. Um, so the local contractors will always be a company uh, in Northern Ireland. Uh, so in the past, we've That's used Euro Services, um, mm-hmm. and that that actually is an interesting point uh, that we looked at. So Euro Services, when they were first approached, um, they were obviously uh, taking direction from the trail designer. Uh, but they had never designed mountain bike trails themselves before. So this was uh, a new sort of skill that their company Mm. was able to take on. And since that, um, they've gone on to design trails uh, in Tullymore in Ballyhurra down south. So um, it's another uh, sort of Perk for us in the sense mm-hmm. that we the the economic benefit goes on goes on beyond the simple mountain bike yeah. trails. We've got this company that comes on, so they'll then design the mountain bike trails and and build them, um, and that can take X amount of time. So yeah. we're we're beside Barnett's Domain here today and. Uh, that's maybe a grand total of four kilometers. And I think that was put together in three months in terms of from, oh, from shovels. pretty quick. Yeah. And then you've got somewhere like Restrever, um, which is obviously uh, the biggest of all our trail, uh, official trail centers in Northern Ireland. And that took the guts of about a year. Um, and you can understand why. We had to get a helicopter in, um, getting up to quite high altitudes. Um, if anyone's uh, ridden up to to um, Kodak Corner, you know that, that's that's yeah. a steep climb, and those guys are having to build trails all around that. And um, I was told recently, uh, like you were a couple of months before the trails were opening, and you had a really heavy snowfall come in. You had um, one of the only landslides, or one of the few la- landslides oh recorded, word. which um, ended up destroying bits of the trails. So there are, there's all these things to think about that you're that the guys that are making it and putting it together have to to cope with, but. The end of the day, it came off, and we're very lucky now that we've got. Um, we do have so many great trail centres, yeah. and, and from our point of view, we're delighted with them.
1: And do you know? Do you know what Trail Euro Service designed first or helped build first? Yeah,
0: so the first two they designed were uh, Ross Trevor and Castle Well, and they were done simultaneously. So um, two big ones, really. Yeah, and yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, as I say, it's a great, great thing to be able to say that because this these trail centers were opened by the council and, and with ourselves um that this company now has this to add on so yeah it's a, I'd say it's a nice uh, benefit to the situation and it's another reason for um us constantly pushing for the development of mountain bike trails mm-hmm.
1: here mm-hmm. and do you know what size of team them guys would need I could make up a number, but yeah. <laughs> I, I,
0: being honest, Garth, I'm not. I, would I say, wouldn't. I, I would wouldn't say know. It's quite a lot. Yeah, and it's quite specialized as well. Like you've got a lot of um, like expensive equipment going up, going up the sides of the mountains and digging stuff out. And as I say, you've got the helicopter dro- coming in, dropping stuff off as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a big team and it's a big operation. Hence, why why it takes twelve months to to put yeah. something like that together. But um, at the end of the day, that was. That was our goal from the very as I say we we'll go back to two thousand and two. We wanted cross country and we wanted downhill trails. Um, and uh, if it, it just takes that time to, to yeah. build a resource and it sort of gives people an idea of why it's it takes time then. So we we got all those at once. Um, but we're always obviously hoping to put more in and that's that's our goal as well. So and again that'll just take more time.
1: Yeah. And at that stage when something like that's being being um landscaped and done do you bring the local riders back or anything at that stage to see the process or do you keep them updated on what's going on to get their feedback or yeah
0: so um during when the official trails were being built there was um frequent interaction with the mountain bikers now what it when the trails are actually when the shovels are going in and they're they're actually putting the trails together um they mountain bikers will have seen the design so they'll all have signed off usually on or sort of seen what we're hoping to do at that point it's up to the trail designer um and they they'll just oversee the, the construction and there most of the time they, they will have worked with mountain bike trails before. So Phil Sixena, for example, is someone we had used quite a lot for the development of those trails. Um, and uh, Phil himself would be a mountain biker, knows what mountain bikers like, and is, uh, he would be on the ground mm-hmm. a lot of the time, making sure that uh, it's all coming together okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was on Phil's site briefly, and um, he actually rides the trails as well mm-hmm. to see that they, they yeah. actually flow and work. And
0: Yeah, which is ideal and yeah. a, a great perk for your, <laughs> for your job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if uh, mountain biking is like he has yeah he gets to go out and do that um, yeah it's a it's a great boost so and mountain bikers will like that and appreciate that that the the guy that's the head of the design team is a mountain biker and knows what mountain bikers like
1: mm-hmm. yeah no certainly it's definitely and it's good for Phil too it's a nice first run down <laughs> you know yeah can we talk a wee bit about costing mm-hmm. I don't know if you can actually yeah no no figures or, or whatever um, so it's all fun funded- that through, the local government.
0: Yeah, so the councils are given yeah. given the go ahead for the funding for all the, the mountain bike trails. Um, and yeah, we can talk ab- about the prices. Um, it was I think for Ross Trevor Castle Wellin Blessingburn and um, Barnet Domain. Ah, uh, cumulatively came to about three million pounds. Right. Which. On one hand, it sounds like a lot of money, but when you consider, as we've talked about, the amount of work that goes into that there, um, it's really very little. And you'd look at the cost of other, other, other mountain bike trail centers around the mm-hmm. world that are um, have huge money pumped in. So yeah. again, we were, uh, I wouldn't say, fr- well, yeah, frugal, but without, we weren't being cheap about it, if that, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. The money was well spent. Um, Certainly was. And it's a great thing to be able to say with those four uh, trail centres come out of that like, and, and cost only £3 million. Yeah. A uh, bit under £3 million. Yeah.
1: No, I wanted to ask you because I was reading an article a couple of weeks ago about, and I'm nearly, now nobody quote me in this, but I think it was maybe the A line run in Whistler. Mm-hmm. And it's one run, it's one trail down. I don't think it goes right to the top, but it's a good trail down, lots of jumps and tabletops and stuff on it. But it cost six figures to build that one run. And, you know, if you look at Ross Trevor, you know, Dava, et cetera, amazing trails there. And uh, so three million to me is, is a bit of a bargain.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, it's we always look at it as being eco- economically sustainable. So um, it's not just about getting the mountain bike trails up and running and getting mountain bikers there it's about what mountain bikers are going to do for the area um, mm. And that's that's part of the reason the councils were were delighted to come on and 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 fund uh, and manage uh, the mountain bike trails. So yeah, um, yeah, you've got somewhere like Whistler, which is it's a resort, so they they would mm-hmm. own sort of everything around yeah. there. Um, in the same way, we would look at um, people coming to the Sparrens to, to to visit Dava. if they're staying at a B and B there, that benefits the, the local area, and again, all contributes to the the economic um, sort of. S- sustenance, economic benefit in the <laughs> yeah. long run.
1: Yeah, and um, so that's how you would look at, say, getting the payback for the outlay to build these trails. West and the resorts are quite lucky because they have, uh, they have lifts that go up and down and, you know, so they can obviously mm-hmm. get back the costs from lift charges, whereas obviously we've got these trails for free, which is pretty amazing in itself. Um, but that's how the council look at it as just Bringing more people to the area, getting people out, getting people active. Yeah, that's how they look at the cost and the thing too. I suppose they take that into consideration.
0: Yeah. So just, I mean, there's the 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 great thing about it is there's no one benefit. It it gets people outdoors. It gets people um, exercising, but it also then, as we said, um, brings people to the area and and gets people spending in the local area, and that's that's a massive um, incentive for for the councils um, to. To continue to promote the trails and and, mm. and manage them yeah so so yeah the councils um we'll, we'll just will love seeing people come to there and we're we're lucky in the sense that we've got trailhead and um, providers at all three trail centers and they they sort of help boost the the mountain bike scene there as well so you've got east coast adventure for example at at rostraver which have an opelist service um mm-hmm. and bike carry you've got the guys life adventure center at castle Wellen.
1: Just sorry to interrupt you, as East Coast okay. Adventures, are they privately owned or is that a council? Yeah, no, they're a private,
0: privately owned okay. uh, company that, that will work very closely with the council and both parties are interested, obviously, in getting more people to to the trail centres. So, um, yeah, you've got East Coast Adventure at at They'll do the provide their uplift and, and bike hire and a whole range of other um, activities. Um, you've got Outdoor Concepts um, that are the trailhead provider at Dava Forest. Uh, and again, bring bike hire out to people um for to to ride dava and you've got life adventure center at castle Wellm, and they would again do bike hire. And there's a great cafe there and yeah it just it's all those businesses arose in part at least out of the mountain bike trails and um between all of us <laughs> we just want to see more mountain bikers come to the area and and uh benefit in the local area with their visits
1: yeah certainly now when you're on mountain bike northern ireland website you can't help Notice that Chain Reaction has their name on there, um, and it's absolutely awesome to have a company like Chain Reaction on our doorstep. I think it's brilliant. Um, what kind of input did they have in the trails? Um, they obviously sponsor them in some way, but what kind of input did they have? And do you think the trails would have went ahead if it hadn't have been for the likes of the input of Chain Reaction?
0: So, yeah, Chin Reaction came on at the very start. Um, now, they wouldn't have any, had any impact, any decision on what the trails would be like, but it was, from our point of view, fantastic. Uh, you've got this international behemoth known across the world, mm-hmm. and to have them sort of uh, endorse the mountain bike trails here, it, it's a massive benefit, and it really brings a lot of credibility to the, the mountain bike trails um, in Northern Ireland, if Chain Reaction Cycles, uh, they're they're filming their videos like testing out new bikes. They do that quite frequently here, yeah. um, and then they also provide um, financial uh, backing for ourselves to help cover uh, costs and marketing. Um, and we, we we work quite closely with them and have a really good relationship with them. Um, and yeah, just that I don't think we can understate that um, that factor of credibility because to us Chain Reaction Cycles is. Oh, they're from. They started up the road, and they're they're a great bikes. store were all the rest, but when they're known across the world and they've they've such a massive following, it uh, yeah, you can't you can't put a you can't put a figure on how much that benefits the the trail centres here in Northern Ireland.
1: Yeah, and obviously they because of the size their size etc. But they obviously have something they want to do if they're on from the start. Um, and would they have came on before the trails had been developed, or were they were they taken? you know did they did they wait to see oh well, yeah these are good trails so we'll mm. come on board or did they you know did they have to be at a certain standard before they came on or what way was that yeah. no i
0: mean they whenever the trails were agreed that they were going in uh, from what i know Chain Reaction Cycles were were really uh, encouraging of it. It wasn't a case of the trails were made and and then they came on board. Uh, they they were there from the very very start, from the concept design and that sort of things. And you'll notice if you're you're running across different parts of the trail centres, is is names of different parts that we've have borrowed from Chain Reaction Cycles. As uh, and that wasn't any. We weren't told to do that, but it just it was a nice wee thing to do. So, Mm -hmm. um. And they're also, they are really keen on on rewarding um, interaction from the community. So they, they, for example, help us run like a a rewards program for volunteer trail rangers. Um, And that's just guys that'll come on maybe once or twice a year um, and help out uh, the local trail ranger um, to fix up trails if there's been damage if there's been a storm or if something just needs uh, some new gravel or that put in. And um, CRC, Chain Reaction Cycles, are great uh, they they've provided uh, jerseys and things like that there for us so yeah we, we are gen- massively appreciative yeah. of their, of their so help so big
1: up to <laughs> big, big the up the boys are doing yeah, it yeah fantastic no well, that's and
0: great and the other thing about reaction cycles of course is they're all bikers those guys they're not just mm-hmm. coming at it from a, a financial point of view they really are they, they love their biking yeah um so yeah
1: well i could tell you a story about chain reaction selling spare tubes out of the back of a car but that's for another (laughs) that's for another (laughs) day (laughs) that's for another day Um, so you mentioned trail uh builders and stuff there and rangers very interesting point um so these trails are done they're made bikers are on them tearing them up so how do you get guys to help maintain those because that is a major job in itself it's one thing to have the trail there but to maintain it again is another side of the story so Mm -hmm. how do you go about doing that?
0: so thankfully the majority of that stuff is looked after by so with the mourns it's the mourn heritage trust um and they the mourn heritage trust have trail rangers and uh one particular tra- trail ranger in particular looks after the mountain bike trails there Um steve brooke himself great mountain biker um and just a, a lovely guy so um then at Dava forest we have uh john howard again absolute gentleman and he's employed by the council um now it's their job and they've other staff around them obviously their job they'll, mm-hmm. they'll go out in the trails and they'll see if somewhere has been damaged and if it's urgent if it's critical they'll get a team out and they'll fix it up within a day or two or if it's maybe the great thing is with mountain bike and i uh mountain bikers know where to come to tell us if somewhere has been damaged so for example the storm with uh, quite a bad storm coming up to christmas and um I think it was at russ trevor that there was a bit flooded and a mountain biker just happened to be out the next morning and was able to tell us we were able to pass it on to the morning heritage trust and within a couple of hours there were people out looking at it so that's really where we see the strength of mountain bike and i that we can be mm-hmm. that intermediary between between the parties yeah. then you, uh, just to give a mention to the guys at blessing burn estate um blessing was our very first uh, mountain bike trails that we opened um and they are on privately owned land and nice. again the the lowries are calling and nick uh who've massive interest in mountain biking love to see mountain bikers coming to them um they'll they'll do that themselves now they get help from mid-ulster council as well um and uh yeah but the, the majority of that uh stuff is looked after by mid-ulster council um Neary Morning Down Council and the Morne
1: Heritage Trust. Okay. And will they get in volunteers? So will, will there be a team of volunteers built around the Trail Rangers as such? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, um, that is, yes. Yeah, so we have uh, a Mountain Bike NI Volunteer Rangers scheme, um, which I mentioned that CRC, um, sort of sponsors. And what we do, we have one actually on Saturday coming, um, in West Trevor, and we try and get four. Uh, a year for each trail centre, and we'll work we'll work with the councils and more Heritage trusts around that. So, um, apart from me and Will of Belfast City Council, they they would organise that. Um, Mountain Bike and I then uh, contacts the. I think we've got about a hundred and ten uh, volunteer rangers from the last count off the top of my head. Mm. Um, just to see who's available, and then we'll uh, be told what the plan is for the day by the tri- the whoever the trail ranger is or member of the council and we'll go out and we'll we'll spend five or six hours just walking around the trails, seeing where it needs fixed um and then at the end of the day we get a free lunch uh, which is never to be snuffed at <laughs> and uh we very often we we'll go out in the trails as well just take the bikes out and go out afterwards ourselves
1: yes. Okay, and ruin what you have just fixed. yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. test it
0: out. Make sure it's it's suitable for um <laughs> for, for African yeah.
1: yeah. So that's awesome. So guys can give back. Then they can volunteer their time to go and help out in the trails that they use for free. Exactly. Which yeah, is and pretty amazing.
0: it's like it's great crack. Like we have a really good time going out in the trails. You're not yeah. breaking your back now it can be hard work like you're not you're not laying around all day but it's really rewarding and you get to meet all the mountain bikers that you wouldn't maybe have come across before and actually one of the real benefits is meeting the trail rangers meeting the guys that have an input on any updates that need to be done to the trails and you can say well actually i think about this here but this section what do you think and have you you can have a chat around it um rather than just sort of maybe like trying to leave a cut like facebook comments online or that sort of thing it's a great way of meeting people face to face and just giving them giving your uh, giving your thoughts and things so it's a really valuable day out and enjoyable as well yeah
1: yeah and where can people find out those dates when the likes of that's happening
0: so if you email info at mountainbike ni.com uh little plug um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh we will add you to our list Um, you'll fill out a very short form just medically and, and giving us some information about which trail centre you would like to help out at and um, then maybe about a month or so before the, the date that's been agreed um, we'll send an email out and um, see who's available.
1: Right, oh, so, so it's quite a simple process. Yeah. You can yeah. go on ahead and do that. That's brilliant. So do that, <laughs> get that done uh, and help out your local trails. Uh, so if we could talk maybe a wee bit about the future of trails in Northern Ireland and uh, where certain things are going. I don't know how much info you can give us, or if you can maybe. Yeah, give us a
0: no, I can. So uh, the, we have designs ready. So these are projects that are ready to go for phase two, Castle Whelan, uh, phase two Dava. Uh, can
1: you let us know what they are? What does that kind of entail?
0: Um, so off the top of my head, I don't have the figures, but it'll be an extension of the blue trails and, and the red trails. Um, for for each trail center.
1: Okay, so making more
0: Yeah, just expanding them lengthening the trails, yeah, putting yeah. in putting in more trails um, for people to ride. So it's not getting rid of any of the existing trails. It'll be expanding on them and adding to them. So yeah, we've got phase two in Castlewelln, uh, phase two at David Forest, um blue trail that'll be put in around Ross Trevor, um a significant trail center for Gorchin. And, uh, the one we mentioned earlier on was, it was Garva, which, um, has Garva, I know off the top of my head is 12 kilometers ready to go.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So that's, they're, they're, now they're all subject to, um, to funding. Uh, yeah. and we sort of have the case with, um, Brexit coming up and a lot of the negotiations around that. And we we have no assembly at the minute, so, um, it's, it is hard to try and mm-hmm. secure funding when you've got those sort of semi-turbulent um, political aspects to, to deal yes. with.
1: Yes, that's very exciting about Garver because that would be my kind of little <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so the likes of Garver then, what, how do you just look at parking facilities there? Because the car park there is quite small. Mm. Um, so, you know, so that would be an issue for me. I would think, yeah, because there's quite a lot of walkers, and I'll use Garva too. Mm-hmm. It's quite a busy wee forester.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, whenever we our design team were were doing the the process of looking at sustainability and environmental impacts, that was looked at. And there's an extension to the car park has been agreed as part of our design plan. So, mm-hmm. um, that that would hopefully tick that box. Um, and again, that is fun, like that's a perfect example there of why feedback from mountain bikers like yourselves is so vital for us because we need to hear stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah the the garva as an example um the car park there would be extended um as as part of the thing if and hopefully when we get the funding to go ahead with it yeah
1: Wow. Well, well please do me a favor put in a few more pounds and get the pyramid knocked down that's in there <laughs> <all you. laughs> i can't promise that but <laughs> uh, so that's very exciting so there's plenty going ahead so mm-hmm. you're always moving forward you're always thinking you know what's next what's next what's next mm-hmm. so it's not going to get stagnant that way so there's there's lots more happening
0: yeah and uh, that's that's what we want at the end of the day we just want to continue promoting outdoor recreation and mountain biking is a fantastically enjoyable sport and the the the, the increase in mountain biking that we've seen here over the last couple of years is 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 great um and if we can we can get more mountain bike trails in then all the better
1: um that's fantastic we'll keep you a busy man
0: (laughs) yeah keeps us busy as well which is always always a, a perk
1: certainly um now i wanted to speak just a wee bit about possibly visitors to the area based on the trails that we have here um, and i think the com site is brilliant for bringing people over um, it's really easy to navigate etc you know it's very simple very plain you know what you have there um, are you seeing any visitors coming across just to ride the trails here
0: yeah absolutely um so uh, giving you a personal example i we would get phone calls quite frequently from... I had one last week from a girl coming from America, who's a massive mountain biker, um, and just wanted to check with the trails open at certain times and mm-hmm. how much they were and stuff, and, and <laughs> couldn't believe they were free, actually, which is always nice to, to be able to tell them. But, yeah, there's definitely definitely um, the case that we do certainly get people coming across to Northern Ireland to try the trails here. Now, being being realistic, um, it's not... We always have to consider there's all, all our trails elsewhere. So yeah, um if you're someone coming from maybe the east of England, they'll have to sort of drive through the north of Wales, or if you're someone coming from Scotland, they'll go through seven staying. So um you've got those factors to, to bear in mind. Um but that's we do still definitely have have big like good solid numbers of people coming over here. Um and a lot of that actually as well comes from with a really strong uh, some really strong names in the mountain bike scene yeah, have come so from Northern yeah. Ireland. So mm. you've got the likes of um, Glenn O'Brien and uh, Colin Ross and and um, you've got the newer guys coming up um, as well who, who are going to like international competitions and do yeah. incredibly well. And well, make,
1: the proof boys are killing it. Exactly, wrestler, yeah, yeah.
0: Know. So you've got um, Chris Cumming and uh, Keelan Grant and Jack Devlin, guy, young guys i got there who are they're going to Switzerland, they're going to Germany and they're chatting with all their mountain bikers and they'll be saying, well, where, where do you come from? Oh, Northern Ireland. Oh, what are the trails like in Northern Ireland? Yeah, they're really good. You should come over and that's that's huge benefit to us and mm. we're very lucky those guys are, are uh, excelling the way they are and it's great to see. And do you know if them guys train here? Yeah, well, yeah, Chris coming like um, he would uh, ride Russ Trevor daily, if well, not more okay. often. Um, <laughs> he uh, they're they're like they're from the area, and yeah. um, his family are, are really involved, and um, his family actually own. East Coast Adventure, Keelan Grant. He grew up, from what I know, right in Blessingburn, um, and would be out at Dava. Him and his Keelan and his brother Paddy, they would have been on Blessingburn and um, very frequently riding the trails there. um And yeah, so it's again that that's another way we can see the mountain bike trails here have been successful. That we've
1: got these guys coming mm-hmm. through and making a real yeah. uh, a career for themselves. And when the councils are looking at funding for the trails, will they be looking at numbers? say coming from the south even uh and the likes of your your pros and all that are coming from northern ireland now do they look at them kind of things do you think does that go into the funding side of things too
0: yeah so again that goes back to um our development team when they're planning the 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 concept plan will consider all the factors of where these people are coming from and a business case will be made around that and again that's part of mountain bike n i uh what our job is is to, to to let people know um in the republic about the trails here and trying mm. to to draw them here and again to sort of balance it we've we have to understand like they are doing some really good stuff down south now um especially in the last year or two even um you've got the new uh new trail park in Dublin and um ballyhurra obviously in different spots that mountain biking is really growing so yeah. um, it's part of the challenge but it's also the benefit of being so close to down south that we have people coming up um and wanting to ride the trails here so we had um killian callahan who actually has just won the men's under 21 ewes uh, series um he was up doing a, a video for ourselves on the mountain bike trails here in uh, a couple of months ago yeah, I mean, um isn't. so yeah it's it's uh it's a challenge, but it's also a, 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 a advantage for us.
1: Yeah, no, it's really, it's really fantastic. You know, I think of the size of Northern Ireland and what we've actually got um, is, It blows my mind. To be <laughs> honest, you know,
0: yeah, it's sort of the golf effect. Like yeah. for the size was we, we and the guys there, the names that I'm talking about, like Jack Devlin and Chris and Keelan, and that they are really outstanding writers, really putting it up there in uh, uh, different like different competitions around the world and yeah, yeah it, we're very very lucky in that sense and again Glenn and Colin who have just such an interest in mountain biking in Northern Ireland and helping out. it's a very wholesome sort of uh, uh, sport to be in thankfully yeah.
1: well I think when you put all the wee things together so you've got the likes of the council funding for the trails and then you've got the likes of Chain Reaction offering sponsorship and you know X amount of other things and that's the end result so Happy days.
0: Yeah, happy days, right? So that's, I mean, that's that's our goal at the end of the day is to continue the work that uh, Mid-Ulster District Council and Newry, Morning Down Council and Belfast City Council and even uh, the, and the um at Blessingham state, like all of those people have allowed us to get to the stage where we're at now and we mm-hmm. just want to keep moving forward and um, working with them and working with other councils around the country.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you if you thought mountain biking in Northern Ireland was growing, Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer to that question from what you've been saying here. But, um, yeah, do you see it growing faster now? Um, and who do you see getting involved in it? Because I was looking at average age of mountain bikers, and it's it's quite, I'll not say old, because I kind of fall into those <laughs> brackets. But, uh, you know, in in the States, it's I think the average age is something between 35 and 50. Mm-hmm. Um, here it's something like 30 and 45 or something i think um from where i got my info but do you just look at that as well do you just look at how that affects things or yeah uh
0: on an economic level that's good for us um largely because 16 year olds won't want to go away and spend a weekend somewhere they won't have the money so it is it's something we're very conscious of but equally if we can see that age range growing, then all the better. Um certainly when the trails opened here there was an increase, I would say, of the the number of younger people that were getting in just because they were like, what a like what is, like mountain biking sounds cool, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And um the guys that started around that age are probably now heading towards um the slightly older category. So it's it's something it's not a bad thing for us that the mountain bikers are older. In fact it's it's nearly a positive. But uh, yeah, we'll always be trying to push it out to not just that bracket, age bracket. We we'll want we want younger people coming yeah. through. Um, there are courses that are being run by different groups around Northern Ireland that are that are doing that. So um, yeah, it's, it's
1: it's something to consider. Yeah, so it's alive and well, alive and well. Yeah, it's really doing well. So how can people give back? Then and we talked a wee bit about the the helping out in the trails. How can people get in contact with you? Where would you suggest people go if they want to get more involved in the scene here in Northern Ireland?
0: Um, Well, if people, the first thing I would say about if people want to give back is just to go and ride the trails. And if you're, if you've ridden them a hundred times and bring a friend, like that's, that's how I got into mountain biking was a friend of mine had been talking about it for years and just never shut up about it (laughs) to be honest. But uh, then eventually one day he said, do you want to go out with me? And, I was terrified but i said yeah and like it was a, it was such a fun day I was, like terrifying but fun and i would say bring bring people along let them know what mountain biking is and how much enjoyment there is to get out of it um if you want to contact ourselves you can do it on our facebook page um mountain bike and i just if you have a quick searching facebook we, we pop up mm-hmm. um and i mean we're we're not we're not shy if you want to drop us a message on there we'll we'll reply if you've something hard-hitting to say you can let us know and um, my email address is info at mountain bike ni as well that that'll come through to us and yeah and um, we'd, we'd love to hear from people
1: yeah that's great no I, I think it's good that the community's involved and you know being up in Dava quite a lot it's amazing what the council have done up there because that we play park up there is always oh, busy you know what i mean yeah but yeah you know as a lot of the mountain bike trails are they're out in the middle of nowhere kind of obviously
0: that's another thing that ulster uh bringing in at Dava forest actually is the dark skies where uh around david forest you've got one of the lowest levels of light pollution in northern ireland so mm. there's a cafe going to be brought there to let oh, people really? come and uh bring the telescopes and and get a real good view of the sky so yeah there's it's that sort of innovative thinking that adds to it and uh really benefits the whole um the wetter uh, experience of mountain biking and, and as you say um, the the play park there it is it's always full of kids and yeah. it's great. And right beside that then you've got the um, you've got the skills park so mm-hmm. kids that are like run around there they'll probably take a notion at some point and be like I want to go on that there and they'll go over and ride the, the skills park and it's great to see someone like you've got that bridge along and mm-hmm. like it, it's scary for them, but it's great at the same time. It's getting yeah. them out and getting them active, which is exactly um, getting back to our original point of what Orney's all about, is getting people active and getting, enjoying themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, it was certainly well-designed from that point of view because it was well-used. Is there anybody you want to give a thanks to? Or? <laughs> uh,
0: my mum. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's it sounds sort of uh, cheesy, but in all honesty, like the mountain by trails and ourselves wouldn't be here if... Uh, People like Newry Morning Down District Council, uh, Mid Ulster District Council, um, the Lowries at Burn Estate, um, Belfast City Council, if all those people didn't come together and, and probably at the time what seemed to a lot of people to take that risk, um, then yeah, it. it the the mountain bike scene in northern ireland would look very different so we are we're very grateful to them and um obviously then just to the, the guys and girls that are going out on the mountain bikes and enjoying themselves and enjoying the trails and making use of the facilities that are there so yeah
1: and yourself garth got to thank well, you thank you very much <laughs> uh, but i would say get on to mountain bike northern ireland and register to become a trail volunteer now I'm going to. There's one in. There's one in Dava next month.
0: Yes, twenty uh, third. Saturday the twenty third yeah. of September. Yeah.
1: So I will be there. Ethan's going to be there. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I hope to be. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so get your name down, register for that, and get out. That would be an awesome day. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you very much, Ethan. It's been it's been an education for me anyway, and hopefully it has for the audience. Just figuring out how these things work and and how grateful we are because the riders are i'm I'm sure we're all grateful for having the trails there so thank you very much for your hard work and your team's work and thank you for coming on the podcast
0: appreciate it absolute pleasure gareth thank you so much for having me on
1: all the best cheers thank you ethan i really enjoyed my conversation with you today it was an absolute pleasure to meet you and uh, to find out and to listen to everything you had to say about mountain biking in Northern Ireland it is a very exciting time for us here and uh, I'm so glad I had a chat with you and I'm glad that you enjoyed it I, I hope that fills you in a wee bit more on how we get so many good trails and how we pay very very little for them so um, I, I think that was, that was some great information to know and to understand and maybe help us appreciate the trails we have a wee bit more now one last thing before you bike off Please go to iTunes or wherever you download your content and subscribe to the show. Please rate the show, share the show, and leave a review. It all helps and helps keep us on air. And also, please get in touch via social media. You can find us on Instagram at MTV Tribe, and you can also find us on Facebook at MTV Tribe. Now, if you want any more information on today's show on ethan or mountain bike northern ireland you can get in contact please visit our website at mtb-tribe.com you'll find all ethan's um, contact information on there you can get in contact with him through those links on our show notes so thank you very much for listening to the show once again i really appreciate you being here and uh, one more thing just before you bag off what's your favorite trail thanks folks see you again